Hi, and welcome to a special Supercut episode of Much Talk About Nothing, a show about movies, music, and more, where we continue on our endless journey in search of something to talk about. As always, I'm your host, Grant Ingram, and today we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 1, Episode 2 through 4, what I like to call the Malevolence Trilogy. Anyway, if you want to contact the show, you can do that at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at muchtalkaboutnothing, and we're on Twitter at MTAN Podcast. It make our day to hear from you. Joining me today to talk about all of that, I have my good friend, General Grievous, I, I mean, Grant Skillen. How you doing, Grant? I'm doing good, although I didn't know how you introduced me, so I was going to say great I am. I was going to be Yoda, but I guess I'm Grievous now. Man, you're the villain. <laughs> you, you know you're the villain. Yeah, I should have thought about that. Um... Gosh, man. You you know if I'm introducing you, you're going to be the bad guy. We can't yeah, have you looking I mean, good out here. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with being introduced as the bad guy, but... Well, Billy Eilish would say you're a bad guy. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Uh, I think we're going to have to kick Grant off of his own show, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... I'm running very close to that. Um, so, for this episode, the official description. Creating panic throughout the galaxy, a devastating separatist mystery weapon terrorizes the clone Starfleet. Anakin and Ahsoka race to save Jedi Master Plo Koon and his clone troopers in time. Jedi Master Plo Koon and his squad barely survive an attack from a mysterious separatist warship called the Malevolence. Can they stay alive long enough for Anakin and Ahsoka to find them? Um, before we, we jump into what we think, I will say we are going to talk freely about this episode. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. We're no spoiler warning after this. Anyway, Grant, what did you think about this episode? I mean, it was good. It was Clone Wars. So I don't know if we're going to have too many bad episodes while we're reviewing them. But I liked it. I think some of the parts were like, wow, I can't believe that, like, the last pod they happen they find just happened to be the one with Plocoon in it. Yeah, it, it just it, it happened to be. Um, I also thought it was kind of weird that the um well that the clones could survive in space, but it was apparently a really big deal for that one pod that had the glass broken because all of them were just automatically dead. And so I wonder were they did he have a special kind of clone trooper that maybe had a little bit extra protection or it could also just been that that pod they found people had been outside in space for too long yeah maybe and that's why they were dead and i mean this is like the the series that gave us flying leia so i guess we can't we can't question logic too much yeah true not not this show in particular but star wars as a whole yeah yeah um what'd you think about any memorable lines or anything you had? Yeah, the clones had some great lines. Um, I just like how at the beginning, I was like, well, we'll just sit here and hold our breath because that's totally going to work. Yep. And then I laugh. Yeah. And then when uh, Anakin and Ahsoka are talking to like the council plus um, Palpatine, you can definitely tell that Ahsoka has been learning from Anakin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, almost too much learning from Anakin. I can agree with that, yeah. She's very hot-tempered. Um, yeah, which is not always a bad thing. 
just when it turns you to the dark side, I guess. Yeah, that that could be a that could be a downside. Uh, but I also love the clone just sitting in the pod. One of them goes, "The air in here is getting a bit stale." Don't look at me. It's boost, sir. He only takes a bath when he's on leave. Save it. Just keep working on the pod, not your jokes. Yeah, they did have a couple of really good lines. Like, I like that one, and I like the one you talked about before. I also liked um, how Plo Koon kept telling the clone troopers he cared if they died, which is... Yeah, which, like, Yoda did in the first uh, episode. Yeah, it's starting to become a theme. I wonder if it continues on. I honestly can't remember, but... It is good to see them not just treat the clones as well. It's just these people that we just, we can just keep making more. So who cares if these people die? Yeah, it really is. I also really liked how they kind of showed Anakin's. I'm not going to say dark side because that would be awful, but his um more rebellious nature. His more rebellious nature. Um, when he kind of did what they told him to, but not really did what they told him to. He did what they wanted him to, but in his own way. He's like, oh, don't worry. We can. We have time to go try to save these people. I'll just send the rest of my people to go where they're supposed to be. Then they won't be too mad at me. Yeah. It's like asking for like asking for forgiveness instead of permission. Yep, and that's always the best way to approach everything. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do try – like I am wondering what type of council sends a member of – like one of their own out and – when there's a chance he could be alive, they just, you know, leave him for dead in the middle of space. Yeah, but also they, they don't know what kind of weapon the Separatists have. And every other attack, there were no other survivors. So I can somewhat see that. But they should have at least, even if you don't send Anakin, send a group. Yeah. And just be like, hey, there's a possibility this Jedi Knight is still alive. We should probably see if we can go save him. Yeah, and I mean, if you can, well, like we learned in Last Jedi, Luke can force, like, can do the whole force projection thing. Why can't mm-hmm. Plo Koon and be like, hey guys, I'm still here? <laughs> well, but Luke also died from doing that, so I don't know if that's a great comparison to give. Well, but if he really cared about the clones. Nah, I- I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of that weapon, I kind of wonder if we'll see like more of that, like if they'll go and take it out here in the next couple episodes. Because um, I figure that's going to happen. Yeah, because it is a three-episode arc. Um, yeah, and I also love um, they're working on the wires and trying to get the wires in place. And he's like, we don't want to make things worse. How are we going to make things worse? <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the um, the line when they they forgot to turn off the medical droid and they just like sent him back. He's like, that is my programming. And then, yeah, it's like, if that's your programming, why don't you just stay back there anyways? Yeah. And like, then they turned off R2 and they had to like, turn him back on. It was kind of yeah. a stressful situation. It really was. But another one of my favorite lines was when Obi-Wan called, uh, Anakin and Ahsoka's like, Anakin, where are you? And you can just tell he's done this so many times before. Yeah. Just like, well, he like, ran away. What are you doing this time? Get back here. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing I really like about the idea of this show. It really gives us time with Anakin and Obi-Wan when Anakin's not evil and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. isn't like his mortal enemy. Yeah. I also like the line um, when Ahsoka's like, why aren't we finding anyone? 
And then in my notes, I put, I don't know, maybe because they just got blown the crap by Grievous in game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. I really like Grievous in this episode, too. Like, he was menacing. Yeah, they did. I don't think they did a good enough job in some of the movies and just other times he's shown. Yeah, he. Remind me how many movies he was in. Was he just in the one? Or was he in I, two? He, he was in. He may. I'm trying to. I know he was in episode three. I feel like he was in episode two as well. I, I was thinking he was just in two, but if he was in three. I think he that. was. I think he was in three. I just know he's become like a really iconic character, but he wasn't in a whole heck of a lot of a movie. He's kind of like Boba Fett. Like, Boba Fett died quick, but people love him for some reason. He was only in episode three. Okay. So, yeah. Boba Fett died quick. Maybe it's the same with Grievous, but I'm, I'm very glad we ended up with more of a more of a Grievous story. Because growing up, I was always a big General Grievous fan. I liked the idea of being a robot with four arms and four lightsabers that you took off the bodies of dead Jedi. Gosh, yeah, but also he kind of isn't what he used to be because wasn't he like a normal person or some sort of normal life form and then they, he something happened and they just took him and made him a robot? I think that's right. Yeah, that that would make sense. I mean, that that's kind of what the Sith seem to do. Like, you know, Anakin fries to a crisp. All of a sudden we have Darth Vader. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, um, you got anything else before we wrap her up and give us give our letter grades? Um, I loved um, when R2 just started screaming as Ahsoka took control of the ship. Ah, oh, yeah, that, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then also when I was talking about how Plo Koon just happened, that, that pod happened to be the last one they found. The ship, once they saved them, they are getting away. They just managed to get away from the, um, what, what was this stupid thing? The malevolence? The beam? Yeah, the, um, the... Proton cannon, or the ion yeah. cannon. Ion, ion cannon. cannon. Yeah, they just happened to get away from the ion beam just in time. Like, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> that was convenient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was quite cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they end up doing in the next couple episodes. Yeah, it, it really was a good episode. It's just that, But that happens in everything. You're like, wow, how convenient. They just slip away. <laughs> Well, like Ethan said in the first episode, movie's going to movie. I guess TV show's going to TV show and internet's going to internet, right? Yep. Also, this is the last thing I have. It's also like at the very end where Anakin was like, but if I'm getting in trouble for this, you're going to share some of the blame too. Yeah, I, I thought that was really good. Again, I really like the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka and I'm I'm really, oh, yeah. really going to enjoy kind of seeing that. Um, and hopefully she'll show up some in the Bad Batch too when that comes out. She probably will. Yeah. I guess that's our next show after after this one, too. So. Yep. Yeah. Keep it going. Yep. So, you want to wrap that up with some letter grades? I mean, it's a great episode. I give it, like, an A or an A+. I mean, there's really nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I can agree there's with no that. There's no bad part of the episode. It's just, it's a great story. It's definitely going to be built upon in the next couple episodes. Yeah. Um, like you said, that it kind of did its own TV show type thing, and it was, I don't know, they escaped just in the nick of time. I dock it a little bit for that, but I'd still give it a B plus to an A, so. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, almost every TV show does that, though, so 
Oh yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying it's it's bad because of it. I just I don't love convenience, so I I still think it's an A level episode, and I I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to getting to the next two, which I guess we'll do on next week's show. Um, we'll kind of wrap up this arc. One of the things I really like about this show is it's full of these like three to five episode arcs, like comic books are, where they, mm-hmm. they kind of it's one story spanning like several hours, and I'm really looking forward to doing that. Like I was telling you before we started recording, um, I'm planning on editing all of this into one um, cohesive episode when we're done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, B plus to an A for me, and Grant, you said A to A plus. It's a definite go watch. Yeah, but that's that's me not docking it for the normal television. They just managed to sneak away to get to see them again next time. Yeah, and I don't normally dock it for like a one a one issue thing. Yeah, but it happened multiple times in this one. Yeah, I can I can excuse a little bit of convenience, but that was a little too convenient. Um. But yeah, still go watch the episode, especially if you're following along. We have a very special guest, a longtime friend, both personally to both of us and of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to introduce Lawson Broyles. How you doing, Lawson? I'm doing great. I finished the episode like five minutes ago. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that's that's usually me, so. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be me. I got up at like five o'clock this morning to watch these things. <laughs> anyway. So, as always, the official description here. With the help of his Padawan Ahsoka and Jedi Master Plo Koon, he's back everybody, Anakin utilizes his new long-range Y-Wing bombers to lead a bold strike on General Grievous' warship, the Malevolence, and its destructive weapon. As General Grievous uses the Malevolence to terrorize medical bases, the Jedi rush to defend Republic space. With help from his Padawan and Master Plo Koon, Anakin leads a bold strike into enemy territory. So, Lawson, I'll start with you first. Change things up a bit. What did you think of this episode? Uh, I really liked it. It's it's not my favorite episode, but it's definitely one of my favorite episodes because it includes my favorite um, clone battalion, the 104th, the Wolf Pack, because yeah. they're the best. They are. They are pretty great. I will say, getting into Clone Wars fandom, I realized that people actually cared about the different clone battalions, and um, I didn't know that until like last week. So I didn't even know that in my grew up watching Clone Wars. It's definitely interesting to watch Anakin during the episode because you can kind of see his arrogance. That was my first thing: is that he's almost too confident. Yeah. And um, I thought they played that really well throughout the episode where, like, you know, the pride came before the fall and he kind of had to change his ways. Just like Alexander Hamilton. Yep. We Can we do an episode without you making, like, <laughs> one Hamilton reference? Uh, we'll see. Maybe. Have to do the greatest showman at some point so you can, you can tie them all together. Anyway, Grant, what were your, like, general thoughts on it? I mean, I agree. It's very good. Although one thing is, you know, the General Grievous is coughing so much that the whole ship probably has Rona by now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Maybe that's why they're using the droids. It's just a big old Zoom call. Yeah, and that's yeah. why. That's why Dooku's uh, on the hologram and not there anymore. He was like, <laughs> "You're coughing too much. I gotta leave." <laughs> yep. He, he he decided to socially distance. He decided to do the Zoom call into, <laughs> into the meeting. But I mean. Very good episode. I mean, 
it's Clone Wars. Like I said, I think in the last one, it's Clone Wars. You're not going to really get a bad episode. That's true. I know my personal thoughts. I agree with Lawson and you. I really, really like the episode. If I had to say anything, it's just that my personal preference does not lend towards like a space battle episode. And I know I'm watching Star Wars, so I'm kind of in a in a minority here. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I like those internal, like, I really like the the episode after this, but I like the in, inside um, inside battles. But again, really like this one too. It's just not quite like high tier to me. Um, Grant, I know you got the quotes. Starts pretty early on when the Jord goes, "I still can't hit anything." <laughs> I was rolling <laughs> at five o'clock this morning. Is that the same droid that was in the first episode? Probably the self aware fourth wall droid. Yes. And then and then Grievous saw the self awareness and decided to punch him to death about five seconds after he said that he couldn't. Yeah, and, and then Dooku has a smooth transition from killing the droid to we're about to kill some clones. <laughs> yeah, I like how um Dooku was initially like, Yeah, um, you know, you probably shouldn't kill our troops and then Grievous is like, Well, you know, that's the problem with the Jedi. They like their clones too much. And Dooku's like, you're right. We're going to use that against them. Go blow up all of their wounded. You got to have that smooth transition. Just... Dooku rolled straight from, all right, we got to go figure out what we're going to do to war crimes. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Kill the defenseless. Galactic war crimes. What could go wrong? <laughs> Dooku's like, forget the Geneva Convention. We're going all out. Yep. And then uh, when... Dooku was talking about how they're going to get attacked. And he goes, well, let the Republic come. Our ship is unstoppable. I just put bet. It's almost like the Titanic, which they said was unsinkable. And then, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, the movie's been out for like 30 years. So if you haven't seen it by now, it's just <laughs> 80 years later, we we got Jack and, Jack and Rose, I think. And, and she was like, nope, this door not big enough for you this is my door go go find another door. <laughs> my door so maybe in like you know 80 years we'll get a we'll get like a romance story of two like battle droids on board the malevolence and to cling to a piece of wreckage <laughs> surviving in the vacuum of space just like leia it's john the battle droid yeah just like leia hold the hand out we're mary poppins people I definitely think that the episode's really interesting because it kind of gives some depth to Plo Koon. And he's, I like him. He's funny. Definitely the episode before it, too, because kind of in the movies, anyway, Plo Koon is like, hey, and then he dies. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen the movies, so woo! <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if y'all have already talked about the second episode or not, but it kind of gives some more depth to Plo Koon, so I won't talk about that. Don't want to spoil anything. We've talked about the second. Yeah. Okay. And I like how when Annie convinces the Balmora run, Plo Koon knows that crap's about to hit the fan. Yeah, Plo Koon's just like, yeah, we got giant Manti coming at us. And then, um, Grant, I'm going to steal your thunder. One of my favorite quotes came immediately after that when um, I know where you're going. Ahsoka's <laughs> like, they're going to eat us. And Anakin goes, no, um, no scripts. He's just smiling at you. Oh, yeah. I like that new nickname, Scripps. Snips. 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 <laughs> I'm like, what's the, what's the yeah. line? Well, just before that, this is where I thought you were going. Just before that, uh, I think it was Plo Koon says, don't shoot or they'll panic. In this, they'll panic. I thought the panic. 
I really, really enjoy like the line delivery in these. Like they're really well done, especially for a kids yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Clone Wars yeah. is one of those shows where it's a kids show, but an adult can definitely watch it and still have a good time. We'll get to that in the next episode. <laughs> yep, I I've already been warned. Grant, what else, what else you got, man? There's also this is towards the very end. I think it's Plokun says your master's a very curious Jedi. He is one of a kind. Yeah, and that's a bit of an understatement, but just a little bit. He, you know, he only becomes one of the best villains in cinematic history. Yep. And has the most epic scene ever, where he, Anakin, or no, Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. What are we going to do? Meow. <laughs> Die. <laughs> so you have chosen death. <laughs> Just a little extra um, quote in there from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Man, we got to have you on so you can bring in the, the references from other movies into this one. And then I just bring the Hamilton references. I mean, I'm not throwing away my shots, so. I just stay on topic. That's all I do. <laughs> You're here to stop us from just talking about random stuff, basically. Well, it is much talk about nothing, so I can kind of let you go on a good ways. So, Grant, do you have, Grant or Lawson, do you guys have anything else that you wanted to hit on before we letter grade this sucker? The only other thing I have is there's a quote, and I feel like this is – I'm trying to remember. I feel like this is a reference. Uh, some, I think it's Pokun says this kind of true snips from a certain point of view. I think Ahsoka says from a certain point of yes. view. And I think that's a callback to something, but I can't remember exactly. Oh, Revenge of the Sith. I got it. Because he says, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. And then Obi-Wan's like, well, then you are wrong. And then John Williams just lays down the fire on the piano, and then Anakin also lays down the fire and dies. Well, doesn't die. Almost dies. Yep. I think Grant is also dying too, so now Lawson is the host of this podcast. All right. I'm now the host. Give me all your money. Here, Here's a quarter. Call someone who cares. Also, that's all the money. Uh, Literally. <laughs> I think we're up to a quarter now. So I guess... To wrap this thing up, we should do our letter grades as normal. So Lawson, what you got? Uh, definitely going to give it a B plus. I feel like it's definitely really good, and it hits some good points with some characters that I really like. But I don't know. It's just got some things that aren't there for me. Namely, just kind of Anakin's arrogance, because obviously it's played really well. But I don't know. It just It's kind of annoying to me, but I get it's like character development. So that's just kind of a personal thing. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. Um, Grant, you ready? You still- yeah, I'm probably in that same B, B-plus range as Lawson. Okay. See, I was um, I was going to knock it for the um, for the space battle thing, and I was going to settle at a B-plus and thought y'all were going to hate me. <laughs> um, so I guess we're all all together here. Um, B-plus, everybody. B-plus is a great, uh, great. We all recommend watching it. I mean, I think we can all agree just recommend watching the entirety of Clone Wars because it's Clone Wars. Yes, definitely. I, I can't speak yet because this is like the fourth episode I've ever seen of the show. Um, oh my goodness. You poor child. <laughs> and I can say that because I am older. Get the guillotine. <laughs> yep. Get the guillotine. Is that another <laughs> Hamilton reference or something? No. no. The official description here. Padme Amidala and C-3PO are taken hostage by General Grievous, leaving Anakin and Obi-Wan to save the Senator and complete the destruction of the Malevolence. Anakin and Obi-Wan chase down the Malevolence, hoping to destroy it before it can escape. But when Padme and C-3PO are captured and held hostage aboard 
the Jedi are forced to hatch a new plan. Uh-oh. Well, how about I let Grant go first? Grant, what are your thoughts? Another good episode. I mean, the droids are just like totally useless. Of course, of course, they're Star Wars bad guys. Yeah. Um, Lawson. Um, I really enjoyed the episode. Padme is definitely one of my favorite characters from the uh, prequel trilogy because she goes from somebody that's like just kind of. Body da whatever to be like an underage boy to <laughs> <laughs> to she she goes and she becomes like this like really just cool like awesome character who can really handle herself and you kind of see that in an Attack of the Clones and then you know like a decade later you see it in Clone Wars too because it kind of is meant to develop her story and so I think it's really interesting that she is as cool of a character as she is. All right. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that she looked somewhat like Natalie Portman in this. Um, they did a good job. Um, my thoughts, I really liked this one. I liked it a lot more than I liked the last one we covered. Um, just because it was like on board and there was a lot more lightsabering than there was. Um, and I like this one too because quotes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we know you got the quotes. You're the reason I don't take notes anymore. Because I know you got the quotes. <laughs> so you want to start off with some of those quotes? Yeah, very early on when Anakin is talking about his, and I'm doing air quotes, plan to <laughs> invade Grievous' ship. Obi-Wan goes, that's your plan. Just fly there, land, hope they don't spot us, and walk in the door. Basically, oh, brilliant. Yep. But in that, like, Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor type, um, oh, brilliant. I can't do it. Yeah. He sounds like Jonathan Groff. Brilliant. Yeah, he's British, essentially. He's like a space You'll Brit. You'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Greg can't get away from me. <laughs> we did one episode, and you've made it the whole flipping podcast. <laughs> What can it's I okay. say except you're welcome? But wrong. What can I say except... Still, wasn't it still written by him, though? <laughs> it was still written by him, but I mean, there's a difference between killing an eel and burying its guts and being like, man, I'm going to shoot you in Jersey. Now I'm the villain in your history. Yep. But you were already the villain in our history, so I guess it's okay. Yep. And also, like, I can't remember which part of the show or the episode it's in, but when Anakin goes, everything I learned, I learned from you, Master. Oh, if only that was true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one was good. Um, Lawson, what did you like about this one? Besides Padme. I really liked all the space battles. Like they jumped the big old ship into the moon. But my, but my thoughts of the episode definitely go down because there is not this sound right here. Seismic charges. Stand by. I don't know if y'all heard that or not, but it's the seismic charges from uh, Attack of the Clones when... Uh, Django Fett watches that and like, Yeah. Not gonna lie, Attack of the Clones, not as good as this show. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely did not. make more money, though, but if you listen here, you can help us make more. Everybody, seriously, go check out Anchor. It's great. You get to listen to us ramble. Um, <laughs> also, Raid Chatter Legends, please sponsor us. Like I said, I really enjoyed the... Um, the, like the interior battles, I like the suspense that they built up with it. 
Um, and I thought that was something they did good in the last episode, too. But I just like it better indoors for some reason. Um, I liked the... I like Anakin using the Force to save Padme. And, um, Grant, like you warned me before we started recording, I know you've got a quote here. Yeah. Uh, part of this is going to get cut out. But, um, well, before that, the droids, when they first see Anakin and Obi-Wan, they say, when it goes, fire, no, wait. And then the shots get reflected back and kills the two droids that fired. I knew that was a bad idea. Sorry. I knew that was a bad idea. <laughs> that see again, it's do your best Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And then and then make it a little bit better and you have a droid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh the the thing that Grant was referring to is when Anakin and Padme are in a tunnel on a train and Anakin goes, Oh, the things you do to get me alone. How the heck did that make it past the Cartoon Network censors? This Cartoon Network is like a honey badger. I better don't care. Um, I like when C-3PO was on the train. He goes, stop me, please. He gets stopped and flies into a bunch of boxes. Yep. I, I like 3PO's lines. Like um, when he and R2 are under the under the ship in that tunnel. And he's just like, maybe we should just wait here and wait for Master Skywalker. And then Anakin walks through the door. <laughs> Why are you just standing there, man? Yeah. yeah. And also, like, uh, at, like after I was saying, when he gets flown off the front of the train, he goes, well, I suppose I did ask for that. And then, favorite line, hello there, <laughs> General Kenobi. You are a bold one. Which then goes on to, it's actually pretty cool, because then this was before when Obi-Wan did it. So Obi-Wan was copying Grievous when he said hello there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was something George Lucas had planned, or if that's just a cool thing that Dave Filoni, the, the man, the myth, the legend, did. The man, the myth, the Mandalorian. <laughs> the man, the myth, the Mandalorian. I like, I like that. And then what you're talking about earlier with um, when the ship flies into the moon when they go in the hyperdrive and Obi Wan goes, I imagine you had something to do with that. So the episode kind of ends like right around there, but Lawson, I know you have at least a couple more thoughts on there. Um, what you got? Lawson <laughs> likes Padme. Lawson loves Padme. <laughs> So here's the real question. Does Padme just have a thing for underage guys, or does Anakin have a thing for overage girls? Yes. Yes. I feel like I feel like it's definitely the Padme thing. But I like how they handled that in the original trilogy or not in the original trilogy, but like I you just know. not do like by not handling it. So the way they handle it is literally just wait fifteen years and then they're like, We're back. <laughs> it's okay now because We're back. We're married. Padme's pregnant. <laughs> I don't like sand. Oh, would you look at that? I'm pregnant. <laughs> it was the sand. It was the sand. That's that's why Anakin hates the sand. Yeah, and that explains why Luke Skywalker's so whiny. He has sand in his britches. I beg you, please do not cut that out. <laughs> Keep that in there. That that would be that'd be an excellent episode. Before we get way further off topic, Grant, what's your letter grade? My letter grade, it's I think it's probably an A minus to an A. Okay. It's definitely better than the last episode, but I still think it could have been better. Yeah, I was sitting right there at like an A um, as well. I, I like this one much better. And Lawson, we, we know you watched this one two and three times. What did you think? It's it's definitely an A+. Plus. I mean, the, the writing by Dave Filoni was just excellent. Yes, yeah, definitely writing by Dave Filoni was great. Characters are all great. You get to see the droids. 
C-3PO and R2. You already saw R2 in the other episodes, but you get to see C-3PO and you get some more general Kenobi, so definitely an A+. Yeah, and you get to see some feisty Grievous just hang up on Dooku. Dooku's getting straight ghosted. (laughs) And you get to see a battleship fly into a moon. Which looks oddly like ours. So yeah. Lawson, you want to tell them where they can find you? On the streets. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that'll be... Even on to the streets. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Lawson Broyles. Just... That's all uh, spelled like it's pronounced, pretty much. Yeah. I might accept the follow request because I'm private, but go ahead and go ahead and request. Why not? Yeah. So, if you're looking for the show, you can email us at muchtalkaboutnothing at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at muchtalkaboutnothing, and you can follow us on Twitter, MTAM Podcast. We'd be great to hear from you. We also have a website, link in the description. I'm doing a little YouTuber finger thing. Um, please check that out. I spent a lot of hard work on it. You can find all the episodes and everything there. Um, and we'd really love for you to check that out. Please leave a review. You can do that at ratethispodcast.com slash much talk. And until next time, I've been Grant for Grant and Lawson, and we will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>